Amen. And thank each and every one of you. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Good morning to you. I say it again. Good morning to you. It's good to be among the living and the blessed and to have the favor of God watching over you to be called his children as members of the body of Christ, the church of Christ. Amen. Boy, y'all kind of died off on me on that one. Whether you believe it or not, it still means something to be a member of the church of Christ. Because if, if, if you're not thrilled about it, I am. Because he's only coming back for one church. He's only coming back for one. Don't be fooled by what others are out there telling you. Other beliefs and other feelings and other spiritual movements and, and all that stuff. He's only coming back for one church. And that's the one he established. And you need to be a member of it if you're not a member of it. Because if not, you're going to miss the boat. You're going to miss the boat and you know what? Heaven would never be your home. People say you talk about heaven all the time. You don't know how to get there. I don't need to know how to get there. Somebody's coming to get me. I'm going to have a chauffeur. I'm going to have a chauffeur to get there. I don't don't need to know how to get there. It said a dead in Christ is going to get up first and we that remain shall be caught up. I don't need to know. Because the one who's coming back for me, he, he, he was there, he came down, and he went back. Amen. And he's coming back again. Amen. Amen. So, you know, don't, don't, don't bother me with that foolishness. Because I don't need to know how to get there as far as directions. I just need to believe and trust and be obedient Amen. and be faithful unto death. Amen. And you know what? The rest will take care of itself. Yes, Amen. Yes, Good, this morning. Uh, our lesson, they had a mind to work yeah. out of Nehemiah chapter four. And I don't, I don't know, you know, we're supposed to have a congregation meeting today. We, we're going to have it. I don't know. Some may have stayed away because they thought it was going to be a long drug, you know, dragged out day. No, no, it's not. Right. No, it's not. It's going to be short, sweet and simple. Amen. And we'll conduct business and we'll keep things rolling. Amen. Amen. But nevertheless. They had a mind to work, talking about the people of God. Amen. King Adrexasis, Logomanus of Logomanus the first of Persia, issued an edict that allowed the Jews to rebuild the walls of Jer- Jerusalem, Nehemiah two and eight. Thus, Nehemiah four, the Jews' enemies resorted to psychological warfare to try to stop them from rebuilding Jerusalem's walls. Some of the most successful and ruthless military leaders throughout time have recorded how psychological warfare plays a vital role in the success of any battle. In the book, The Art of War, the famous Chinese philosopher, Sun, whatever his name, advised advised that one need not destroy one's enemy. One need only destroy his willingness to engage. Oh, let me read that again. One need not to destroy one's enemy. One need only to one need only destroy his willingness to engage. Likewise, Napoleon Bonaparte once said, 
There are but two powers in the world, the sword and the mind. In the long run, the sword is always beaten by the mind. Mao Zedong, the man who ruthlessly unified China under communist rule, also remarked that the mind of the enemy and the will of his leaders is a target of far more importance than the bodies of his troops. Now, you may say, Brother May, we didn't come here for a military historical lesson. But let me tell you, I'm going to show you how much this is true, even in this warfare that we're in called spiritual warfare. Satan follows the same tactics whenever you step out in faith to do God's will. Well, somebody ought to say amen. amen. Satan follows the same tactics whenever you step out in faith to do God's will. Today, he does not use physical weapons, 2 Corinthians 10 and 4. Instead, he uses psychological warfare to stop you. By studying his use of psychological warfare to stop the Jews from rebuilding Jerusalem's walls, God reveals seven lessons on how to stand firm when doing his will in the face of Satan's spiritual warfare attacks. These seven items include preparation, prayer, faith, dependence, encouragement, spiritual-led unity, and perseverance. Boy, you needed to have been here this morning for our Sunday school. You weren't here. You, you just missed out on a treat. People always talk about pray for me for a stronger faith, for strength. Well, you ain't showing up for where you need to come to get it. It's just that simple. You say, I need a stronger faith. Come to, come to Sunday school. Come to Bible study. Because many, many, if you tell the truth, many of you know you ain't doing it at home. Right. You ain't doing it at home, and you think you're going to come here in an hour and a half worship service and get all of the building up that you need to go out and fight this battle. Folks, you're crazy. Amen. You're crazy. You just can't get enough from a short sermon to help you to endure and persevere Throughout the course of the week. Amen. You need more than that. Amen. Amen. First. Sambalad and Tobiah. The leaders of the opposition. Marked and discouraged. The Jews to try. Throw their rebuilding efforts. Try to just discourage them. Man you're wasting your time. Don't bother. Discouragement is one of Satan's. Most effective tools. Can the church say amen. Because many, many of us from time to time, and some of us sitting in a state of discouragement right now. Because we look at others and we see them not doing anything. We see their faith is low. Uh We see that they don't have a joy in their heart for the kingdom, for the church. And we allow what we see in them to just come over and take over us. And because we don't see anybody else doing anything, we decide we're going to get on the bandwagon with them. 
So I say again, discouragement is one of Satan's most effective tools. When you do Jesus' work, you should always expect that Satan will try to discourage you. If you fail to prepare for it, he may succeed in causing you to give up. Amen. You got to be prepared, folks. Amen. I always say expect the worst. Expect the worst. So even when something better comes along, you can just say, amen, praise God, and keep on moving. But prepare for the worst. Because it can't get no worse than the worst. Preparation, folks. Preparation. Second, in the face of these attacks, Nehemiah showed himself to be a spiritual, a spirit-led leader by immediately turning to who? Turning to God in prayer. When Satan attacks you, you should also turn to Jesus in prayer for protection. Boy, that's why, you know what? You you need a good prayer life. You need a good prayer life, and that's why you always need to keep God first. You're going to need him. You're going to need him. And, you know, Nehemiah demonstrated, Nehemiah said, man, this ain't bigger than me. It's bigger than me. And I need to call on somebody bigger than me. Who did he turn to? He turned to God. Many of us, we don't think about God until trouble comes. But see, we should be talking to God even when the times are good. We should be talking to God all the time. Acknowledging him. Nehemiah, he turned to him in prayer. But the Bible said, you know what, let let everything, you know, whatever need to be known, whatever your request is, make it known unto God in prayer. Many of us, you know what, we don't believe the power of prayer. We we don't believe it. James said the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man does something. It availed much. It availed much. We need to pray. Third, when discouragement failed, Sambalad and Tobiah united the Jews' enemies in a conspiracy against them. Boy, the devil, let me tell you something. People, people, when they can't get it done on their own, they'll go out and recruit other folks against you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. They'll go out and recruit other folks against you to try to prove their point and to make their name. Yeah. They'll whisper these sweet seeds of lies in your ear. Amen. Uh, you, you remember when they did that to you? <laughs> to try to get you bitter and to turn against yeah. Yeah. you. Yeah. That person's mind wasn't even thinking about you, but because they're so full of the devil, the devil goes out and recruit other folks to to just turn against you. Listen, when discouragement fails, Sambalad and Tobiah united the Jews' enemies in a conspiracy against them. When you serve Jesus, you should also expect the world to hate you and conspire against you. Amen. Did you hear what that said? Let me put it to you the way Jesus said. He said, 
If the world hates you, remember it hated me before it hated you. He says, not really you that the world hate. It's me in you. Now, if you sitting there saying, well, I don't have no problem with people. That's because you probably, you probably serve your other daddy. Because if you got Christ in you, the world ain't going to love you. The word of God, John 3, the Bible said the world hate the light. It rejected the light because it loves darkness. Man, if the world hated Jesus, how in the world are you going to be in Christ and it loves you? Huh? You better wake up. You better check yourself to see if you're in the faith. You should also expect the world to hate you and conspire against you. When this happens, you should put your faith in Jesus for the strength to fight on. Amen. Amen. Because you know what? There's no reward in quitting. There's no reward in quitting. You got to cross the finish line. You got to endure until the end. Amen? Amen. Fourth, the constant threat of attacks caused the Jews to grow weary. Mm -hmm. Satan's attacks can also cause you to grow weary. I, I hear people in this congregation growing weary. Somebody up and leave and they get all upset and worry. Oh, how we going to do how how we been making it. What one 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 person don't establish the church. Amen. Lord's will next month. This congregation been going for 21 Yes. 21 years. Yeah. People have come yeah. and people have left. Amen. But in those 21 years, you know what? God has sustained. Amen. Because you know what? The church ain't built upon a man. Amen. Amen. But you hear members, oh, I don't know, I don't know. We're not as large as this and that. Let me tell you, how many men did Jesus choose to turn the world upside down? See, you got to renew your mind. It ain't about large numbers, folks. It's about committed and faithful members. There ain't nothing some, some mega church can do that we can't do. Because through Christ, ain't nothing impossible for us. Amen. Nothing. Amen. But if you're gonna if you're gonna allow your mind to be worried and grow weary when you should have faith, Amen. if you believe Romans eight thirty one, Romans eight thirty one says what? If God be for us, who? What about verse twenty eight? Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for the good. For who? Do you love the Lord? Huh? Some of you won't even answer. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. That's why I choose to move forward and keep on having a vision of greater things to come. Because I know he can't lie. And regardless of the numbers, if God be for this work, who could be against it? Who could be against it? 
when we started out with 12 people in the hotel, you know what? Folks didn't believe. Amen. Didn't believe. But my faith and trust wasn't in people. That's right. My faith and trust wasn't in no 12 people. That's right. My faith and trust was in God. And if it was God's will for this congregation to grow and to move on, who was going to stop it? And here we are sitting on almost 20 acres of land now. And guess what? We ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. So you, you, you cannot allow the devil to cause you to grow weary because of what you see. You've got to believe in what God said. Amen. And if he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah. Folks, you need to bank on that. Amen. You need to bank on that. Amen. When you feel weary, let Jesus be the source of your strength. Yes, Amen. 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 Fifth, when the Jews grew weary, Nehemiah again showed himself to be a spirit led leader. By encouraging the Jews. When Satan discourages members of the body of Christ, Jesus calls upon the body to encourage one another. That's why you need to be here. That's why you need to be here. Six. To protect the Jews, Nehemiah organized the Jews to guard against attack while they rebuilt the wall. You need to have a defense system Man. looking out for one another. Man. Listening out for people dropping crazy stuff, false doctrine, yeah. Yeah. seeds of discouragement, yeah. seeds of discord. Yeah. Yeah. You, need, you need to guard your heart. Amen. That's right. Boy, boy, I, I tell the word of God, you say sight people. I don't know if we need to start serving espresso or cappuccino or something to get people woke up in the church these days. But the word of God is true. We ain't going through anything that God's people in the past had to go through. But the key is you've got to put your faith and trust in God. We tend to want to invest in each other. No, don't invest in me. I'll disappoint you. Put your faith and trust in God. Because see, people have a people have an unusual knack. You think they're very faithful, you think they're very trustworthy, and they'll up and leave you. What the demons do? What the demons do? I always go back to that. How can a man walk with Paul and travel with him, teach with him, sit under his tutelage and all this? But yet, Paul looked up and said, he has forsaken me. Amen. For the love of this world. Yeah. I don't know what it was. But something pulled him back. And you know what? People have a tendency of doing that. Amen. They have a tendency. So, folks, when Satan threatens you, find protection in the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. In other words, get closer to God. Amen. Call on Jesus. Amen. Yeah. 
That's where your protection is. When holy, when the Holy Spirit guides the body in the church, acts with one accord, its members will find protection from Satan's attacks. Yeah. Folks, you cannot, you cannot, you can't deal with Satan by yourself. You're no match. Amen. You're no match. Amen. And, and see, Satan has his way. Reggie, Satan can, he can play possum sometimes. Matter of fact, he play possum a lot of times. Folks say, well, well I, I don't have to go to church. and I, 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 Ain't nothing bad happened to me there. See, Satan playing possum on me. Amen. He's just waiting for that golden opportunity where he really want to use you. Yeah. And then he going to wake up. Because yes, see what a possum does. He'll play there. If he figure he's under threat. He'll just play dead. Yeah. And, and play, acting like he's dead. He's hoping the enemy just leave him alone. That's right. That's right. But then Satan wakes up. That's right. yeah. He said. Oh you, you thought you were alright. Mm. Well if the blood of Jesus ain't present in your life. Amen. You have no defense. Amen. Amen. I think about the story over there in Jude, mm-hmm. where it talks about Michael arguing over the body of Moses. Mm-hmm. And Satan is so powerful. If he hadn't rebuked Satan in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know what? <laughs> that joker, he had a goal to take over him. Mm-hmm. But it's only in the name of Jesus yeah. that you're going to survive. Amen. Amen. You got to have faith, folks. Yes, sir. You go out there trying to do it on your own, you know what? You're going to lose. Amen. You're going to lose. Amen. So that's why you need to stay in the church. That's why you need to get involved in the church. Yeah. That's why you need to be busy in the church. Amen. The world, the world ain't going to, the world can't offer you, it can't match what the church offers you. Amen. One day that job gonna run out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They, they, ain't, they ain't got so pathetic now. You know what? They don't even bother about advising you in advance that you ain't got a job. They just let you leave. Yeah. And, you, and you go showing up for work, chains on the doors. Amen. Or they got yellow tape saying, don't cross this line. Or they'll send you an email now telling you, hey, we don't need your services anymore. See, God won't do you like that. And all those years, you you, you would say, I dedicated my life to that job and I served and everything. Who do you have to end up calling on and turning to in the end? Amen. Yes, sir. You're going to need God. Amen. You're going to need God. Yeah. Finally, Nehemiah's inspired the Jews to persevere in their building. When Satan attacks, you should also persevere in serving Jesus. Amen. When Satan's spiritual warfare attacks knock you down, you know what you need to do. Call on Jesus. Yeah. Jesus can empower you to carry on. Amen. He can help you get right on up. Amen. He can help you get right on up. Amen. 
and stay in the battle. Stay in the race. Because it's only good if you finish the finish line. You've got to cross the finish line for anything to matter to God. You're not going to receive an award or reward for, hey, I ran the race. Did you finish? No, but I ran. No, uh uh-uh, uh-uh. Let me put it this way. Some of you are familiar. In the Olympics, three men stand at that thing, first, second, and third, right? Gold, silver, and bronze. Why don't everybody stand up there? Huh? Because everybody didn't come in first. Everybody didn't come in second. Everybody didn't come in third. The only three that stands up there are the ones who came first, second, and third, right? Yes, sir. The other people said, well, we, we, we finished the race, but you didn't come in first. Amen. Amen. See, the world will want you to say, well, hey, as long as you try, you're okay. That ain't what heaven is about, folks. Amen. Amen. That ain't, that ain't what heaven is about. Amen. Heaven is about persevering. That's yeah. right. Amen. Heaven is about persevering and crossing that finish line. Yes, sir. I don't care if you have to crawl. Man. I don't care, you know what, if somebody drag you across, you got to cross the finish line. Man. You know the words of the Apostle Paul as his life would Winding down, coming to a close. He said, for I am now ready to be offered. I am now ready to be offered. I ask you today, are you ready? Are you ready? Paul said, I fought. What? Good fight. I fought. And you know what? That just blows my mind. When I hear that, the suffering, the beatings, being left for dead, the shipwreck, just everything he went through. He said, I fought a good one. He said, I fought a good one. In other words, he said, I didn't allow it to define me. I overcame all of that through Christ. Yeah. He said, I fought a good one. Yeah. I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I, I, didn't, I didn't just do most of the work. All right. Whatever the Lord had designated for me to go through and to do, I've done it. Yeah. And when you stop and think about it, the Lord himself said, He's going to suffer many things for my name's sake. But when the Lord himself has just designated you as somebody that's going to suffer, you know he went through some stuff. But Paul said, I finish. I finish my course. I have kept the faith. I kept the faith. I kept the focus of the promises that were given to me. Man. You know what? All that I went through, you know, I can imagine Paul say, you know what? 
it's something better. Amen. It's something better to come. It's something to better come. When they beat him, when they beat him half to death, drug him out to the end of town, left him for dead. He said, man, if I die, it's only game. Amen. But God said, ain't time for you yet. That's right. <laughs> Get up! Bible says he went right back to the same time. Yes, sir. Start preaching again. Man. You know what? Paul, I can imagine he just kept saying, whatever, I'm suffering. When they whipped him over and over, several times they whipped him. Forty strikes, save one. I could imagine every lick. He said, something better. It's something better. It's something better. I'm not going to give in and accept what this world has to offer me. It's something better. He said, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth is laid up for me. A crown of righteousness. How do you know, Paul? How do you, how do you know God ain't like some of these corporations and everything? They just fold up on you and leave. No, no, because my God can't lie. Amen. He can't lie. Amen. Henceforth, they laid up for me a crown of righteousness, but not for me only. For every one of you sitting in this audience this morning, there's a crown for you. If you love God enough to believe in him and to have faith in him and to put him first in your life. Paul said, it ain't just for me. You can have one too. Are you ready to be offered today? Huh? Are you ready to be offered today? He said, no, I, I just got some things I'm working on. Well, you know what? You better, you better finish it. You better do whatever you got to do to get on track. Because when death knocks at your door, you've already been told, be ye ready. You can't tell death, hold on, let me finish a couple of things. No, no, no. Boy, let me tell you something. If that, that, that man who tore down his... Old barns and said, I'm going to build bigger barns. Amen. You know, he wasn't thinking about nobody but himself. Amen. He, kept, he just thought about him. Yeah. How well to do he was. Yeah. But he ignored one simple fact. God. Amen. The Bible said, and God said, thou fool. Yeah. Yeah. You fool. Yeah. I got a surprise for you. Uh, <laughs> this night, your soul is required of you. Man. This night. Uh-huh. And you know what? It's talking to us. Yes, sir. This day could be the day that your soul is required. Yes, sir. You sit in there. You're sitting there contemplating and thinking, well, you know, I, God going to give me time. He understand. Don't, don't put God on that level with a man. He understand you ignoring him. He understand that you don't respect him. You don't have the reverence for what his words say. Are you ready to be offered this morning? If not, why not? 
You said, well, I, I'm working on something. Evidently, the, what you're using don't work. Amen. So you need some help. And your help is in Jesus. Just like Nehemiah, the Bible kept saying, he turned to God. Amen. He turned to God. He turned to God. Amen. Who are you turning to? To help you get things right in your life. Who are you turning to? You need some help today. Don't we all? Amen. Huh? You need some help today. Once again. Preparation. When you do Jesus' work, expect Satan's discouragement. Prayer. When Satan attacks you, turn to Jesus in prayer for protection. Amen. Faith. When your enemies come to conspire against you, have faith in Jesus. Amen. Dependence. When you feel discouraged, let Jesus be your strength. Amen. Encouragement. When Satan discourages, encourage one another. Amen. Boy, don't we need that today? Amen. Don't we need that today? Amen. Unity. When Satan threatens you, find protection in the body of Christ. Amen. Find protection yeah. in the church. Yeah. Seven, perseverance. When Satan attacks, persevere in serving Jesus. Amen. Remember him in that cross. Amen. Remember him in that garden. Yeah. Remember him when he was being scourged. Yeah. Remember him when he was brought before Pilate. All this stuff. Remember when they stripped him down and put on the purple robe and planted the crown of thorns in his skull. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just remember what he Amen. went through. Amen. And he said, you know what? I got to go on the cavalry, man. Yeah. I got to go on to cavalry. Yeah. I can't let this stuff stop me right here. Amen. Amen. The world is depending on me. Amen. I got to move on to Calvary. Yeah. When he hung down that cross. See, many of us, we don't think about it except for on Sundays. Uh -huh. and, and that's why you can't gain strength. That's why you can't gain encouragement. Yeah. Because you only want to think about it on Sunday. You need to be thinking about it every day. Amen. Amen. Think about him hanging on that cross. Amen. And then he's going to... Then he said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. God tested the Jews with these trials so that they would learn to place their faith in him. Your trials should also produce perseverance and endurance. And not only this, but we also exalt in you. Our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. Romans 5 and 3. Consider it. What? Oh, joy. My brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing in your faith produces endurance. James 1, 2 and 3. Paul faced a harder trial when he faced death in Asia. Yet, he advised that God put him through trials so that he would rely upon him and not in his own strength. Amen. 2 Corinthians 1, 8 through 10. The question is, are you turning to Jesus to build up your faith so that you can persevere in the face of trials? Amen. That's Amen. my lesson this morning. Amen. That's my lesson. Right. 
Are you? Who are you turning to? Huh? Jack Daniel? Huh? Smoking that weed? Huh? It's just making you more crazy? Hallucinating? Say, well, Brother May is legal. Well, a lot of things legal, but that don't mean it's good for you. Dev already got you, and then you want to jump out there and holler, I support legalizing something that's just going to make you act a bigger fool. Amen. Amen. I'm talking about you smoking it. Yeah. I ain't talking, I ain't getting into the medical marijuana for the medical reason. I'm talking about you smoking that stuff. Yeah. And now they put fentanyl in there. Yes, you sir. smoke one joint, you can lose your mind, you lose your life. life. That's right. That's right. Now you messed up. Yes, sir. You mess your family up. Yeah. You mess everything up around you. Yeah. All because, you know what? Instead of trusting in Jesus. Come on. Come on now. You thought a little blunt could solve your problems. Amen. Hmm. And then when you're smoking and that fentanyl kicks in yeah. and you die. Yeah. Yeah. Guess who you're gonna guess who you're gonna stand for? Yeah. And Amen. you won't hear well done. No sir. Amen. Amen. No sir. You won't hear well done. No sir. Try Jesus today, folks. Amen. Amen. If you're here today and you have not surrendered your will to do to become a Christian, according to the scriptures, the Bible teaches that. One must hear, believe, repent, confess, be baptized for the remission of their sin. Amen. That's what the Bible teaches. Amen. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Amen. Mark 16, 16. That's what Jesus said. Yeah. People say, well, I love Jesus. Or I obey Jesus. Well, do what he said. There's right. only one baptism. That's right. He's in four. Four. There's only one body. There's only one church. In that church, in that one church, there's only one baptism. In that one church, there's only one baptism, and there's only one faith. And that one faith is going to only teach you one doctrine. You say, well, I've been baptized, and all you got wet. Yes, sir. You got, you got bamboozled. You got misled it. You got misguided. Yeah. There's only one baptism. Amen. Acts chapter 2. What did they do? When they heard this, their hearts were pricked, right? Yeah. And they cried out, men and brethren, what shall we do? What did Peter tell them in verse 38? Repent. First thing you do, get your mind right. Repent. And be baptized. Yeah. Every one of them. Yes, sir. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Amen. That's what you need to do today. Yes, when we stand to sing this song, you just walk forward, have a seat, and we'll guide you on from there. We don't, we, we don't have a certain day. Every day is yeah. the day of salvation. Amen. Every day is the day of salvation. Amen. The day you hear his voice, harden not your heart. What's our song? 633. Come on, get up. We're getting ready to sing. If you're here and you're a member of the church, come on, stand up. Guess what, folks? 
You know what you need to do. Let us sing the invitation song. Why will you linger?